Welcome, beautiful souls, to Sicilian Podcast, a place designed to help you step into your power and find greater joy in your everyday life. I believe in taking a holistic approach to learning in life, so I want to discuss a variety of topics such as relationships, education, health and wellness, and so much more. Join us as we embark on an inspiring and empowering journey of coming back home to your authentic self and living your best life as only you can define it. Welcome back. Today I want to share what I believe or feel schools should really look like and at the time of this recording we are starting to hit the going back to school anxiety filled madness and I can tell by personal experience that just watching what is going on on social media right now I am being triggered and I am being filled with anxiety even though my kids aren't going in a public school system. The constant need and the constant pressure to consume things has just gotten so unbearable for me right now because for the most part, the things that we are stressing to be able to buy our kids aren't really that necessary anyways, especially not for their learning and their education. So what do kids need to learn? And at the bare minimum, they would learn the most outdoors and in connection with nature they don't need the fancy technology that they are already too involved with and too obsessed with in a way and those technologies are actually Yes, they are part of our world today and we need to know how to manage them, how to work with them, how to make the most of them. But before any child should could actually get their hands on this technology, they need to be strong and they need to be confident in who they are and what they stand for. And the only place that I have found to help me regain that sense of clarity for myself is by being outdoors, by being barefoot in the grass, hugging trees, being on the beach, hiking, biking, just moving your body in unison with nature is where we gain the most insight on ourselves which then gives us the opportunity to learn things that we are passionate about or that might spark an interest or get us thinking for ourselves again. If you look at most academic studies, they classify early childhood from zero to eight years old. 
And in most of these studies, if not all the majority of them, they specify that children should not go to school or should not get academic training before the age of eight. So from zero to eight, children should be playing, they should be creating, they should be exploring, but they should not be sitting at a desk for almost eight hours a day. And when I look at my youngest boy who should go to school this coming year, his ability to sit still is far below what is required in a public school system. And I know for a fact that that single thing would influence how he sees and how he perceives learning. And honestly, if I think of having to put him in a school, I get such a sense of anxiety and I can already see his light would be extinguished by the current school system. And I know for a fact that my child is not the only one that's like that. And if it infuriates me that a simple factor as being able to sit down for most of the day, which I personally can't even do at 36 years old, would define how the system sees his level of intelligence. But if you take down the walls and the structure and the box and you let kids roam free outside, obviously with supervision and guidance, you get to see the light grow bigger. You get to see their sense of curiosity and the amount of questions they can generate by simply being outdoors. And it doesn't even have to be a full day. It could just be 30 minutes, two hours, however long of a period you currently have. So my ideal learning environment and learning experiences for our kids, if we take all of the theory and all of the idea activity and everything that can make this so overwhelming and complicated, at the base level, at the foundation, what I am trying to address and change is the culture. The culture that we've been brought up in and the culture that we assimilated and express in our everyday lives. So what is culture? Culture is basically everything that we do in our everyday lives. So the language that we use, the medical cures and the way we treat our bodies and the way we raise our kids, the food we eat, the art that is created, the celebration 
or the traditions that we celebrate. The manners, the way we dress, the working schedule. So many things are encompassed in that word. But at my core, I believe that if we are to make any changes, we have to start addressing these things in a more intentional and conscious way. So by being mindful of what we are teaching our kids, even something as basic as believing in Santa Claus. Now, I have a hard time letting go of that magic and that beauty and innocence that that figure has held for me when I was a child, but also for my kids. Those simple things create the desire to keep feeding into the consumerism and which then creates anxiety over money and the lack, the sense of lack. And it really creates a division also in communities because not everybody is at the same level financially. Most people today are struggling because of inflation and because of so many other reasons. But that does not mean that we can't build and create a community and a culture that embraces each other, that does well for their neighbors, that helps out without having to have anything in return. Because you know that if you do something positive, the law of reciprocity will bring back the blessings you have bestowed on somebody else or the help or the love or the simple text message. Whatever you're doing to create a better world, that is where we need to focus at the foundation for our education. If we want our kids to inherit and create a better world than what we are currently living in. Because I don't know about you, but I am completely dissatisfied and scared at what we are currently living. And the transitions and the the change and the abuse of power and everything that we are currently living in my little short life is completely mind-boggling to me. And I don't want the cycle to continue. I want to break the cycle. And by changing the way we think of school and education, that to me is the foundation to create change and a ripple effect in all others er- all other areas of our lives. As always, my ideas are never to point the finger and make you feel bad if you decide to live in a certain way that I am talking somehow against. That is not my purpose and that is completely not my intention when I try to address these topics. But I feel the need the need to look myself in the mirror and question what is truly important right now. 
for my kids, but also for myself. Because when we learn with our kids, we are actually healing our inner child. We are healing our traumas and letting go of things that we were told we were supposed to do. But it was only a way to control us. And it's not to bring judgment or say that I don't love my parents for the way that they raised me. That is not the point either. We all do the best we can with what we've been giving as a life situation. But we can rise above that. We can change the stories that we tell ourselves. And we can create something that actually lights our soul on fire. And that's what I want to try to show my kids. They have a right to question things. They don't have a right to disrespect us. There's a way to question things without being disrespectful. But if I want to teach them that, I also have to do the same thing. I also have to catch myself when I try to be an authority over them and diminish their importance or their message or their opinions because nobody will ever see life the same way as you do but that doesn't mean that their opinions or their feelings are invalid so by modeling that we show our kids what manners are supposed to be we show our kids that if we eat great food your body feeds feels great If we look to nature, there are so many medical remedies and things that we can use in nature that is less toxic and less effective negatively in our bodies. But it's getting back to that knowledge that for the longest time society has tried to claim as not being as important as, I don't know, geometry or algebra I hesitate to say or to express my ideas when it comes to education because we are so programmed to believe that in order to be successful in life we have to go to university we have to go to college those are the pathways to create success My oldest daughter just told me today that one of her friends asked her if she was going to high school. And she said no because we're homeschooling. And her friend asked her, well, aren't you going to go to college? And my oldest daughter said, I honestly don't know what I want to do. I might want to run a business or I might explore other opportunities. And her first response, now she is a 12 or 13 year old child. Her first response to my daughter when she answered that was, well, are you just going to plan to work at McDonald's for the rest of your life? And that completely blew me away because that is exactly the messaging that we got from society growing up. You couldn't take a year off of school to explore and truly get to know yourself 
I want to bypass that. I want to start the education of my kids at a young age where they know themselves. So they won't need to take a year off to get to know themselves. They will already be fully acquaintance and they will know what they like. They will know their strength. They will know their passions. Of course, passions will change. That is perfectly normal. But that is also something we need to address. Change is normal. It's also critical to realize that when our kids question us, and now I am totally talking out of personal experience, that usually triggers me and I get so angry and so frustrated that how would they dare question what I am trying to teach them? But what I've come to realize is that when they question something, that means that they are able to understand that something doesn't resonate with them. And if we are to encourage them to discover who they truly are and to build their confidence into standing strong in their beliefs and what they feel should be right, which obviously will vary and change over time, but by giving them the space and the safe environment to have a discussion or maybe get them to explain what they mean, that is building up what we are trying to create. The last subject I want to bring forth in this conversation is the importance of a true community. The importance of feeling safe, feeling seen, heard, loved, appreciated, celebrated in a like-minded group. One of the main things I get asked when it comes to homeschooling is what about socialization? And I've touched on this briefly in past episodes, but the level or the social interactions they are getting in public school is not the social skills I want my kids to learn. I want them to be able to have a conversation with somebody of another generation. I want them to be able to be empathetic towards somebody, even if they don't agree. I want respect and the sense that they can be themselves and not be judged or punished or labeled as anything. We show up as we are. Now I'm still working on it. It can be hard at times to really step into it. And that is something I am desperately trying to let go of. The feeling that I have to hold myself back. But I don't want my kids to have that. And just from the brief period that they had in public school. And probably some of the emotional healing I was doing at the time, they still lack the sense of being fully themselves in most situations. They've gotten a lot better. They don't cling to me as much when we go in public social events. They are growing into their confidence and that is something I believe every child and every parent 
should have as well. Because when you have a like-minded community, the whole point of a community is to help out one another, is to raise each other up. When somebody has a bad day, you step up and you help them. When you have a bad day, you have somebody that you can look out to and say, okay, I need help. Can you please help me? And the help, most of the time, you don't even need to ask because they intuitively know that they have to check in on you. But focusing on building a true sense of community, now that can look like having social gatherings without the pressure of having to perform academically. So that could be going on a nature walk, going on a scavenger hunt, creating new traditions with the celebrations that we are already celebrating. So Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, I'm losing count of the other ones, but you know what I mean. By regaining a sense of humanity instead of focusing on the consumerism level of it or the competition of it, we get to drop our walls and our armor one step at a time. And when we finally release those walls and armor, that is when you can truly shine. And your light can shine even when you are releasing those ways of living that you created for yourself in order to survive. I want to get beyond the point of just surviving. I want to be thriving. I want to live a simple life, but I want to have a joyful life. I want like-minded people around me to share this life with because we were not created to be isolated in our small little bubble. And I know I say that I love my bubble right now just because the way the world is going scares me. But by reaching out and having discussions with like-minded people, I see the benefits of expanding my bubble. There are already also so many ways that you can incorporate learning in our everyday life because to me, learning is life. I will never, I don't think somebody could, um, what's the word, convince me that that's not what the purpose of education is. And by including the kids in taking care of the house, feeding themselves, taking care of animals, all of the mundane things, and for most part, if especially if you're a mother, the most annoying parts of being a mother, the meal planning, the grocery list, the, all the things we do, because if we don't do it, who will? All those things can be learning experiences as well. Having a budget, showing what the cost of living actually is for the kids, what the money is coming in, what the money is going out. Get them involved in as much of your life as possible. Obviously, age appropriately. 
but those learning experiences will last longer than the simple math worksheet you can print off the internet. There is a time and a place for those, I strongly believe, because you have to practice certain habits and certain learning procedures. But the learning will stick if you put a concrete life example in front of the kids. So even science. Basically all of the academic subjects that are so well explained on our government's website. You can always find ways to incorporate them in your life. But those learning habits or theories will only stick if your child's basic needs are met. And the learning environment that we create, whether it's at home, whether it's in a new school or micro school or whatever is coming down the line, hopefully soon, the learning environment has to start with the meeting the basic needs of the kids, the teachers, and also the parents. Because I strongly believe that no matter what teachers try to do in the classroom, if they don't have the support from the parents, the learning stops in the walls of the school. And the kids have to work extra hard to maintain that learning Because it doesn't fit into their everyday life. We also need to ask ourselves why we are so dissatisfied with our life currently. The mental health problems. The rise in diagnostics for our kids. What is going on that we are so dissatisfied or that we can't? fit in the system. I believe the labels are just a way for the system to... I'm losing my words today. It's just a way for the school system to justify or maybe give themselves a pat on the back saying, oh, they're trying really hard, but that kid doesn't fit in. Like, it's a way to release the responsibility in a way. When in reality, that should be their biggest wake-up call to say, oh, maybe the way we're doing things isn't working anymore and we need to make changes like today instead of in 15 years after they've had 30 studies and 40 presentations with the parents and the press conferences and the little snippets that they try to change. Let's do the real changes now. Get the kids involved in what they want to see in schools. Stop making decisions as an adult. We aren't the ones learning. I strongly believe that that is why we are so dissatisfied in our lives right now and the rise in mental health keeps climbing is because we aren't living a purposeful life 
we aren't living an intentional life. And our kids aren't an energetic match to the current school system and to the current reality of the world. So by having these discussions and opening up the conversation to what could a school actually looks like look like we should the first step we should be doing is asking the kids paying attention observing our kids what lights them up and what drains their light make notes of that Try to decrease the things that dim their light and encourage them to explore things that brings them joy. Things we do in life don't necessarily have to have an outcome or a certain result because there are studies that are coming out right now, I think it's psychological studies, that the pursuit of a goal is more impactful than actually reaching the goal. Most people, when they achieve their goal, they look around and they say, oh, that's it. But once they are on the journey to reaching that goal, they have a purpose. They have intention. They are consciously working towards something. So by raising the confidence of our kids, giving them the chance to be bored, to really explore, oh, you know what? I really like this and that thing drives me nuts. I don't want to do that again. But by giving them the opportunity to define that for themselves, not say, oh, you're in grade six now. You need to learn this, 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 and this. And that is that. We aren't built the same way. And the world needs people that are passionate and that are full of vitality and want to create something to help or to heal or to put beauty back in our lives. We need to give space and freedom to our kids and by doing that we give permission to ourselves to do that as well and that is where the beauty lies because once you start doing it for your kids or you start doing it for yourself it's a positive snowball effect and that is how communities are created again. That is how humanity is built in our societies again. Focus on the individual first. Build their confidence, build their self-awareness, build their physical bodies as well. Feed them right. Move, get outdoors, get grounded. All of the things that make us our best version of ourselves. Do it for ourselves, but also do it for our kids. Show our kids 
model the behaviors for our kids. So ideally, what a school should really look like, it should just be everyday life. Interacting with other people. Bringing the kids in the kitchen, in the garden, in whatever interests them. Creating a sense of empowerment and control for ourselves, for our family, and then sharing our knowledge, our wealth, our abundance with each other. Helping each other. Growing that humanity back again. So that was part of the discussion on how schools should really look like. I know it was completely not what I intended to talk about when I started the conversation, but I am trusting that that is the message that I needed to put out there. And as always, if you like the episode, please feel free to share. I am always here if you want to talk about it. I love talking about these things with you because you get me thinking in other ways. And that also helps me to think of more ideas that I can discuss on the podcast. So as always, I am thanking you from the bottom of my heart for showing up today and listening. And as always, I am wishing you an amazing day. Mm -hmm.